Welcome to the South Coast Christian Podcast. I'm Pastor Tom Westerfield. On behalf of myself and our entire staff, we want to thank you for listening, and we hope this message uplifts and encourages you this week. As you noticed on the screen today that we have a new series, Can You Hear Me Now? And uh, if you don't know what that film was, it was Robin Williams in the movie RV. It's one of my favorite films because I can relate to it as a father that he's trying to go on vacation, but he doesn't have the time to go on vacation. So as he goes on vacation, he takes his work with him, and he's trying to find cell service because he's trying to send out this last report that he needs to send out to his boss. And he's out in the middle of the canyon lands, and he's trying to find service somewhere. And he finally, you heard the ding at the end, it finally made a connection. And it went through, and he was so happy about that whole process. And sometimes I feel like as Christians, as believers, as followers of Jesus, there's times where all of a sudden we we pray, and we wonder, is God really hearing me? Is God hearing what I've had to say? Is there a poor connection? I've heard people make the statement, I'm praying, but it seems like my prayers are falling on deaf ears, like God is not hearing me. Today I want to take just a few moments and I want to discuss that thought by asking this question. How do we know God is hearing our prayers? Have you ever asked that question? Have you ever wondered that in your life at times when you're praying? How do I know if God is hearing my prayers? It's especially real when we're praying and it feels like we're not receiving any response back. It feels like, I don't know if you guys, maybe you haven't experienced that, but there's been times in my life where I'm praying, and I feel like I'm just hitting the ceiling. And it's like, man, God, are you going to answer me? I'm waiting for a response back. Well, I want to begin today with one promise in which we can have complete confidence in regards to our prayers. We're going to talk over the next three or four weeks, we're, talking, we're going to be talking about, can you hear me now in the sense of our communication with God? Today, we're going to answer the question, it's really a foundational message For the whole series, today we're going to answer the question, is God hearing me? I want to begin with one promise in which we can have complete confidence. In fact, as you read through scripture, this is the one prayer that has never been refused. It's the one prayer that God will respond to every single time. The promise is found in 1 John 1.9. If we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. This is a prayer in which we can have complete confidence in. 100%. You don't have to wonder about this prayer. If you're praying a prayer of repentance, God is going to hear your prayer. If we come to God with a sincere heart, repenting of our sins and asking for God's forgiveness, then he will forgive you of your sins. This is a promise. It's clear throughout Scripture. Try to refute it. Come to me. If you want to argue with me, this is one I want to argue with on. Bring the Bible and let's discuss that topic. If you've ever doubted if God has forgiven you, and I know a lot of people who've made that doubt, they just don't believe that God has forgiven them or that God could ever forgive them. It's this Scripture that you can quote to the enemy. That tries to put doubt into your lives. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Know that God is faithful and just. Psalms 51 says that he will never reject a broken and repentant heart. That's a promise 
when you're wondering about, is God hearing my prayers, when you come with a broken and contrite heart, when you come with a repentant heart, it says in his scripture, he will never reject that prayer. I've met many people who don't believe God's ever forgiven. That's the one that you need to stand on. And you need to believe that you are forgiven. Understand, the only person that doesn't want you forgiven is the enemy. That's the only person. He wants you to stay in the burden of sin. He doesn't want you to be set free from your sin. But when you let go, when you trust God, when you step out in faith and believe that you are forgiven and you've been set free from that burden of sin, he will, you will be set free from the hold of the enemy. And the enemy knows that. You will begin to experience a supernatural power that will be life-changing for you. You'll experience things that you've never experienced before because sin no longer holds you back because you've stepped into the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he is covering your sin and he is letting you be free in the power of the Holy Spirit. God will never reject the confession of sins. And it is your responsibility to have the faith to believe that. To believe in the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, that he's forgiven you. Romans chapter 10 verse 9 states these words. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, what? You, say it together, you will be saved. Another thought I want to share with you today is this, is the assurance that God knows you. He knows you. Sometimes when we wonder if God is hearing me, you can start wondering, does God even really care? Does God really even know me? In Matthew chapter 10, Jesus himself states that God knows the number of hairs on your head. Do you know the number of hairs on your head? Do you know the number of hairs on your spouse's head? Now, if, if there's no hair there, then that's pretty easy. But if there is hair there, you probably don't know the number of hairs on your spouse's head. But God knows the intimate details of your life. Psalms 139 states that God knows when you sit down and when you stand up. So don't tell me that God doesn't know you. Psalms are in there. He knows when you sit down and when you stand up. He knows your thoughts before the words are even formed. Before your words are even formed, he knows your thoughts. He is acquainted with you in every single way. Why would God want to know you in such an intimate way? Have you ever wondered that? Because for me, I don't know if I want to know that much about you. Just being honest. Can the pastor be honest today? I want to know some, but God wants to know everything. Why would God want to know every intimate thing about our lives? And there's only run, 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 can I talk today? One reason. There's only one reason, and that's because he's crazy about you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. In fact, Jeremiah 29, 11 states, I know the plans that I have for you. And I was thinking about that. He knows you so well. He loves you so much that he has made detailed plans for your life. Think through that one. He knows you enough that he says, I have a plan for you, Mike. I have a plan for you, Shelly. I have a plan for you, Tom. I know you and I have a plan. I have developed a plan for your life. You, would do, you do the same thing for your children. You start developing. That doesn't mean that they follow the plan. But you develop plans because you love them so much. You want to see them successful. God loves you that much 
that he has developed the plans for your life. I share this because if you don't think that God is hearing you or you are thinking that God doesn't really care, I want to tell you today that that is far from the truth. God not only knows you and loves you, but God created you and cares for you. He desires relationship with you. So if the thought, God doesn't know me, doesn't care, enters into your mind, what do you do? I want you to rebuke that thought. How do I rebuke that thought, Pastor Tom? And I'm serious now. This is what I really want you to do. If you're struggling, as I know people do, if you're struggling, God doesn't care. God just, he doesn't care. He doesn't really even know me, Pastor Tom. You don't understand. And I don't think that he'll ever forgive me. But if you don't think that God cares, I want you to start quoting the scripture. Read the scripture, Psalms 139. Do it for the entire week this week. And just keep doing it once every week. Read scripture, Psalms 139, and then Jeremiah 29, 11, and then start praising God. Why, Pastor Tom? Because when you start praising God, when you start reading scripture, man, the enemy cannot be around you. He hates it when you are praising Jesus. And if you start praising Jesus, the enemy is going to start to flee from your life. And those doubts, man, God doesn't love me, God doesn't care, he doesn't, all of a sudden those things start to flee because all of a sudden we are praising Jesus, we're reading his word, and guess what? The enemy's going like, I don't want to be around this stuff. And all of a sudden he starts to flee. Let's go back to the question. Is God hearing my prayers? Because there are times that you can feel like, man, your prayers are just falling on deaf ears. Let's discuss the things that could keep our prayers from being heard by God. What could interrupt that connection? Just like Robin Williams is up there, he's trying to find the right connection. What could interrupt our connection, our prayers to God? Why would God not be hearing my prayers? The first thing I want to share with you today is that you must choose to follow Jesus. God hears and knows all, but God listens to those who are following him. Most of the promises, if you read the promises in the Bible, you'll find out that most of the promises in the Bible are declared to those who are following him. There are those who are following God. Those who are the promises are for. I've seen people who are frustrated with God because their prayers aren't being answered. But they admit that they really don't necessarily know God and they don't necessarily follow God, but they're just praying to God and they're expecting God to answer their prayers. They just want God's promises. It seems like a crazy thought, but it's the world that we live in. That's the world that we live in. If I see someone else being blessed by God, then I should be entitled to that same blessing. I'm telling you right now, that's the world we live in. If I see someone that's being blessed by him, man, I don't get it, but Ben is being blessed by God. I, I want the same blessings that Ben has, even though maybe I'm not following God like Ben is following God. And I would declare to you today in the Bible, it says, no, you don't deserve that blessing. I'm just being really real as your pastor today, okay? You don't. If you're not following after me, the blessings that I have for you are if you follow and surrender and follow after me. So many times we get that part confused. In fact, you know what? You just need to be thankful that God's given you another breath to breathe. You know what I'm saying? Just be thankful that you had a breath just now. The Apostle Peter writes these words in 1 Peter 3, 12. He says, for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. 
those who have surrendered their life to Christ, who are covered by the grace of Jesus Christ. For the, for the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. His ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. There are many people who chased after the things of God instead of chasing after God. Many people chase after the things of God instead of chasing after God. Proverbs 8 states these words. 8.17 says, I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently, what? Find me. Say it again. Find me. If you seek him, that's a promise that you can have in your life. If you seek after God diligently, you're going to find him. That should be our ultimate goal as a follower of Jesus, is to seeking not the things of God, but Jesus himself. The first and foremost important thing in our life is chasing after a relationship with God. When we do when we do this, the other things, the blessings of God, will be given according to his will. We don't need to worry about everything else. We just need to love Jesus. The apostle, and I got a lot of scriptures for you today that I want to share with you today. The apostle Paul writes these powerful words in Philippians 3.8. He says, and I, I love Paul because he's had everything. He's had, he's had all the glory. He's, up, he's high up in the Pharisees. He's experienced what success feels like. And then he writes this scripture. He says, yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ, Jesus my Lord. Catch those words. Yes, everything else is worthless compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all garbage so that I could gain Christ. Paul's words. I love the words. See, everything else just really doesn't matter if you have a relationship with God. That's the first thing that we need to understand. It's following after Jesus. The real prize is not the things of God. The real prize is Christ himself. That's the prize. God will listen to those who sincerely seek him. Let's return to the question. Why would God not be hearing or listening to my prayers? So the first thing we talked about is what? Maybe you're not following Christ. Okay? Second, you must choose to let go of sin. You must choose to let go of sin. When we choose to hold on to our sin, then our sin runs interference with our communication with God. I know many people who don't want to let go of their sin or of their past sins. They enjoyed their past. Why would I let go of it? Why would I let go of it? And I've, I've if there's anything that you can hear today, I want you to hear this. I want you to tune in. I want you to catch this thought. Why would I let go of it? Repentance, and I've shared this on a regular, on a regular basis Sunday here at church. Repent. What does the repent mean? Change. Change. It's turning away from sin, and it's going another direction. So repentance is turning away from your sin. It's choosing not to look back at your past sins with fondness. Instead, it's choosing to look back at your past sins through the grace of God. And I'm going here for some of you today. I want you to grab a hold of this thought. It's choosing not to look back at your sins with fondness. Oh, man, those were such good times. And you know that you lived like a hellish person. We all have had those life experiences before. Yeah. It's choosing not to look back at that with fondness. It's choosing follow Christ. You look back with the grace of God. 
Thank you, God, for setting me free from that power of sin, and now I can walk in the power of your goodness and in light in Jesus Christ. That's what we should do. It's being thankful that you're no longer that person and that you're being created as a new person that's following Jesus Christ in his image. The Apostle Paul never looked back at his past sins with affection. He always looked back at his past sins. Man, look at I'm now. By the grace of God, I am what I am. Only by the grace of God, I am what I am. Otherwise, I was going down a road of destruction. My family was going down a road of destruction. The generations to follow me was going to go down a road of destruction. But glory to God, he set me free from the power of sin, and now I live in his righteousness. That's how we look at sin. We don't look back with fondness. We look back under the grace of God that he set me free from those sins. Paul recognized that sin would have destroyed his life. Only by God's grace was he set free from his terrible life. He writes in Romans chapter 6, verse 18, Now you are free from your slavery of sin, and you have become slaves to righteous living. Are you a slave to righteous living? If you want your prayers to be heard by God, if you want the blessings of God, because, man, I just want God, the blessings of my children, my family, guess what? Man, be a slave to righteous living. We can't expect God, Amen. listen to this thought, just listen to this thought. We can't expect God to listen and answer our prayers if we are still attached to the sin that his son Jesus died to set us free from. I'm going to say it again because some of you need to grab a hold of this thought. We can't expect God to listen and answer to our prayers if we are still attached to the sin that, that his son Jesus died to set us us free from Jesus Christ died to set us free from sin what would it do if we looking back at sin with fondness instead of through the grace of Jesus Christ are you following me are you catching what I'm throwing out let me share something with you that maybe you've never heard before in all all in all honesty maybe you've never you've heard about the love of God but you've never heard of this concept you've never heard about the hate of God Pastor Tom, you can't talk about hate and God in the same sentence? For some of you, that might be as a new concept. But let me share with you today that God hates. Don't spoil the punchline. God <laughs> hates sin. He hates sin. Why? Because unresolved sin is what will destroy the lives of the children that he loves. Unresolved sin is going to destroy the, the lives of the children. So God hates sin. Therefore, why would we want to listen to someone who continues to embrace sin? Paul writes, abhor what is evil and hold fast to what is good. Proverbs states, the fear of the Lord is hatred of evil. Psalms 5 states in Psalms 5.5, 5, therefore the proud may not stand in your presence, for you hate all who do evil. If you want to have a better connection to God, if you want to know that God is hearing your prayers, then you must let go of sin and allow the grace of God to cover your sin. And that means that you're no longer looking back to your sin with fondness, but you're looking back to your sin as an opportunity to see God's grace who has covered your sin once and for all. It's really good, babe. I know. I'm not getting a lot of amens this morning, but that's good preaching right there. I know. Woo. 
There's a powerful scripture in Isaiah where Isaiah is speaking to the rebellious nation of Judah. And listen to this verse in Isaiah 59 too. He says, it's your sins that have cut you off from God. Because your sins, he has turned away and will not listen anymore. If we've asked God for forgiveness, our sins are covered by God's grace. But our sins should never be a source of pride. Our sins should be a source of humility. Understanding the price that was paid by his son, Jesus Christ. See, when we look at our sin... And I'm just telling you, I'm, I'm sharing some things because I want us to all as a church to have a better connection with Christ. But when we look back at our sin with fondness for the very thing that Christ died for, it doesn't, it doesn't appeal. But when we look back at our sin with humility and gratefulness that Christ died for my sins, all of a sudden God says, ah, that person has the right spirit. He understands what's just taking place in his life. He's being set free. I'm just sharing some words today to throw out to you today, and I'm hoping it's catching Again, the question, why would God not be hearing or listening to my prayers? Third thing, you must ask according to his will. That's what scripture says. Sometimes, I don't know about you, but sometimes I ask with selfish motives. I do. It's just, it's just I'm a selfish person. Without the grace of God in my life, I am a selfish person. I can admit that. And I still struggle with selfishness. I still struggle with pride. And God continues to have to break that down out of my life. And that's okay. It's a process of sanctification. God is bringing me through that as I continue to turn towards Christ, as I continue to follow him, those other things continue to fall off my life. Amen. So that should be an encouragement because I'm getting old and I'm still working through it. So if you're younger here today, guess what? God is working in you. Be faithful. Watch what God will do in and through your life. Sometimes we ask God with selfish motives, our only considerations for ourselves and not for others. We don't take in consideration what God desires for us. It's like your 16-year-old coming who just got his driver's license and inexperience, and he wants a brand new Ferrari with 787 horsepower. You would be a foolish parent to give your child a brand new Ferrari with 787 horsepower. Now, all the young people in here are hating their pastor right now, okay? I get that. But you parents know what I'm saying is true. Because they're going to either kill themselves, or guess what? They're going to kill someone else. Give that kind of power to a new driver? Guess what? They're not ready for it. God is not get, going to give you something that is not good for you. He's not going to give you something that you can't handle. Because he loves you absolutely too much. He loves his children. Our goal as we pray should be seeking after God's will, not necessarily my will. God, what do you want me to do? God, how do you want me to t solve this problem? See, I always come, if you're like me, I come with my prayers already knowing what I want done. What happens if we start praying to God, asking God, man, God, reveal to me what I need to do. Yeah. James writes these words when James 4, 3, he says, when you ask... You do not receive because you ask with wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. God will not grant prayers that contain wrong, wrong motives or selfish desires. And I was thinking about this, and I was preparing, I really felt like God just gave me some God thoughts today that I want to share with you. And I want to give you an example. Have you, anybody been offended here in the house today? 
Boy, we've got a lot of unoffended people. Okay, I've been offended before. I've been embarrassed before. And, and let's say someone offends you by embarrassing you. They say something hurtful. And now in your prayers, you ask God to settle the score. God, settle the score. God, make this thing right. And you say it with that, right. You know, he's like, God's going to hear you better. Make it right, Lord. And nothing happens. Nothing's taking place. And you're wondering, why, does not God, why, does, why doesn't God hear me? But maybe God is waiting for a prayer that contains humility. A prayer that states, Lord, help me to forgive that person who offended me. Lord, I don't know what's going on with that person, but whatever hurt that is causing that person to do those things, God, I pray that you heal them, heal their heart. Lord God, help me, Lord God, to be a better person. Help me to display your love in a better way. You see, the thing that we forget when we pray is that when we pray about other people, when we pray about things, we forget that God loves that other person just as much as he loves you. So when we pray those prayers, God, right the wrong and smite that person. <laughs> Whatever you might pray, you got to start remembering that that's a prideful prayer because that's one of his children. We got to pray with humility and say, God, how can I be used in a greater way? Help me, Lord God, because I'm offended. Help me to forgive. And then, God, show me a way that I can touch the life of that person in a greater way. Now, when you say a prayer like that, which I believe is according to his will, watch what happens. Watch what happens in your life when you say a prayer in such a way that no longer has selfish motives. No longer is filled with pride, but is filled with humility, recognizing that that's me as well. And saying, God, how can you help me and how can you help that other person? God can do great things with that prayer. Look at this scripture found in 1 John 5.14. This is the confidence that we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. I'm going to make a statement today. I believe that God just gave me this statement. I don't know how else to say it. I just, poof. But sometimes the prayer that God wants to hear from us are not always the prayers that we want to pray. Sometimes the prayers that God wants to hear from us are not always the prayers that we want to pray. And that's why prayers are not always answered. Because we're not praying according to his will. It's really good stuff right there I just laid out. If you, want to, if you want God to do amazing things in your life, pray according to his will. Last thought for you today regarding God hearing and answering your prayers. The last thought. You must ask in faith. You must ask in faith. Here at the church, I speak often on faith. The older I get, the more I recognize that faith is the number one thing in my life. My faith in God is the number one thing that opens doors, that makes things successful, that makes things work out, is by having faith. It's not entering into a situation with fear. It's entering into the situation of faith. And if you don't recognize that, if you start analyzing your life, I would bet, to, I would, especially if you're having a lot of struggles, I would dare say that you have the tendency to look at things in a fearful way. And I'm here to declare to you that God doesn't want that. 
He wants you to look through at things in a faithful way, in a faith-filled way, believing that God can do the miraculous in and through your life. I look at faith as an instrument that will expedite my life. That's what I do. I'm looking at faith more and more the older I get as an instrument that will expedite my life. And I believe faith will expedite your prayers. I do. It's like going into a UPS store and you have a really important package, okay? And you need to send that package wherever it might be. When you go into that UPS store, guess what? The clerk that's behind the counter, he's going to ask you one of the things immediately. He's going to say, you got several different options. How are you going to want to send this package, right? And, and so he's going to say, what do you want to do? And man, how expensive are those stores anymore? I, my gosh, I walk in there, I could deliver that myself for almost that price. Anyhow, but you walk in there, and they give you a lot of different options. And if it's an urgent situation, maybe you have the option of the same-day delivery, and you choose that option. Or maybe it's, not, it's urgent, but it, it can wait till the next day, so you choose next day. So, hey, I want a next-day delivery. Or you want a two-day delivery. Or maybe it just is not that important. You just don't care. You know what? Send it ground transportation. If it takes two weeks, I don't care. It's my sister. She'll get it whenever she gets it. It doesn't matter. She doesn't need it. She just, I want to send it that way. So we send things in different ways, and it's, you know, it's costly. But a lot of times it has to deal with the urgency of how we want that package to arrive to that location. Right? The urgency of it. Sometimes our prayers are sent on an old truck that's about ready to break down and you're having to stop every 50 miles to let the engine cool down and you're sending your prayers in that way because there's just no urgency. You don't have a consideration to expedite that prayer to heaven. There's no faith behind your prayers. It's like we're going through the motions and don't necessarily believe that our prayers will be delivered let alone answered. Faith is believing that God not only hears our prayers, but faith is believing that God has the power to answer our prayers. Why would you pray if you don't have faith? You're wasting your time. Pastor Tom. I'm being honest, though. Why? Because without faith, it is, the scripture says, without faith, what? It is impossible to please God. It takes faith just to believe in the existence of God. It takes faith to believe in Christ who died on the cross for your sins. The whole Christian life is full of faith. So we enter into the life with faith. But then as we start walking through life, all of a sudden we allow these different fears to start jumping onto our lives. The fear of, of whatever it might be, fear of losing my job, the fear that my children aren't going to serve the Lord, the fear of whatever it might, my, my house, I'm going to lose my house, or the fear that my car is going to break down, or the fear of driving over a bridge. People have fears of driving over bridges, by the way. The fear of whatever, the fear that the spider is going to attack me. Whatever fears, we start allowing these fears to control our lives instead of allowing the power of God to control our lives, and that requires faith. So when you send your prayers up, Pray and believe that God will answer. Don't just pray a, a prayer. Well, Lord, I'm here again. Doesn't seem like you've been listening to me. Maybe, you know what? You're not coming with a sincere and humbled heart. Because the scripture says a contrite heart, he will not reject. A repentant heart, he will not. Maybe what you just need to do is break down a little bit more 
Say, Lord, I need you. Get a little bit more authentic, a little bit more real. Lord, I'm struggling. Lord, you see how my life is going right now. Lord, you see what's happening in my children's lives. Lord, I need less of me. I need more of you in my life. I need you to reveal yourself, Lord, because I can't do this alone. God, I know that you have the power to do so. God, I believe in you 100%. And God, I'm speaking this thing in faith in Jesus' name that you're going to turn this thing around, God. You might use me. I don't know how you're going to, but you're going to turn it around, Lord. I believe you can do it. And you start praying. And as you pray and as you start quoting scripture, guess what? Faith will arise up in your spirit. And that's what God's waiting for. He doesn't want you to send your prayer on an old broken down truck that needs to stop every 50 miles to get cooled down. He wants, to send, he wants you to send your prayers in a Ferrari man, faith-filled, ready to get received, expecting. Is there an urgency to your request? Jesus says in Mark chapter 11, verse 24, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Those are the words of Jesus. Believe that you have received it and it will be yours. I close with this thought today. God loves you and desires the very best for you. If we want our prayers to be heard, then our prayers must be built upon the relationship with Jesus Christ. I'll say it again. If we want our prayers to be heard, then our prayers must be built upon our relationship with Jesus Christ. If the only time we pray, the only time we communicate to God is when we need something, and we don't pray and just have a relationship with God, you're not, you don't get it. You don't understand. Every part of your day, we, we were just talking about this in prayer this morning with all of our team, our leadership team, and Brett shared about it. He said, you know, it says in the Bible that we should pray without ceasing. How do you pray without ceasing? How do you do that? It's really about being together with Christ. I remember when Brett, this is my son, if you didn't know that. But when we used to go on trips, I remember moving from Seattle to Vegas, when we moved to Vegas for seven years, and we took two, a U-Haul and a minivan and a truck and a U-Haul trailer, and we had this whole caravan. We we're taking all of our house, all of our stuff to a, a sold our house in Seattle area and moving to a house that we were buying that we never saw before. I don't know if you've ever done that before, but we actually bought a house sight unseen, but we did. And we moved in that house, and we were traveling down the road, and I remember that trip especially. My oldest son, Evan, man, you could not shut him down. He, he was motorized, man. He was like energized, he was bouncing off the walls, he was always, in, and all of a sudden, Evan said, I'm gonna ride with mom in the van. And the reason you wanna ride with mom with the van, because they had the video you know, thing that you could watch, you know, the, the TV and watch all that. And Brittany went with grandma and grandpa because they were traveling with us. And, and Brett goes, I'll go with you, dad. And I remember that drive. We're in the U-Haul. We don't have anything. I mean, it's just that AM radio, man. It's just nothing. It's not even good. You know, and we're just driving down the road. I remember watching him. He's just watching. We didn't, we didn't say a lot of words. We didn't communicate. The, we were just in our, with each other in presence together, in community together. He was with me. I was with him. That's all Christ wants. He just wants you together with him. When praying without ceasing is being in his presence. And when you need or when you, Lord, it's as simple as when you're walking and you're thinking about something and you man, Lord, thank you so much. Thank you so much for your goodness today. 
thank you, man. Man, you almost said you almost got hit and the car went by and missed you. Lord, thank you. Thank you for your mercy today. Thank you for keeping me safe. It's just being in com communication in that way. It's recognizing who he is in your life. When we start to do that, all of a sudden, the Lord, that relationship, our prayers start to be heard at a greater level. Because you see, our relationship with Christ will help us to let go of sin. Our relationship with Christ will help us to ask according to his will because we know him. How do you ask according to someone's will if you don't know the person? You gotta know Christ. Also, it will help us to pray in faith. You can't hang around Jesus and not have your faith encouraged. That is the combination that will open up the airwaves of your prayers. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your word today. I thank you, God, your word does not return void. It is powerful and it is effective. It sets us free from sin when we step out in faith and put our faith in you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, for what you're going to do in and through our lives. I pray over those today, Lord. If you're here today, I just feel like I need to stop for just a moment. Head bowed, eyes closed for just a moment. If you're here today, and you just want to say, man, Pastor Tom, I've never had that repentant heart. I've never chosen to follow after Jesus. And I've wondered why I don't feel like God loves me. Maybe it's because you've just never stepped out in faith to choose to follow after Jesus. And if that's you here today, I'd be amiss to not give you an opportunity to follow after Christ. I would like for you just to raise your hand real high, Faith. Just say, yeah, Pastor Tom, that's me. I need prayer right now. Just raise your hand real high. See that hand? I see that hand. I see that hand. I see those hands. Awesome. Come on, somebody. See that hand. All of us together, in faith as we pray. I want us to pray in faith this prayer. Because when we pray, I believe this is the one prayer that God will not reject. He will never refuse his prayer, a, prayer, a prayer of the repentant heart. So pray it with me. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I choose to follow you. I surrender my life to you. I ask that you take control. Give me the power of your Holy Spirit to help me to, to do what is right. I love you, Jesus. Amen. If you said that prayer, guess what? What did I share? What did I start off with today? I said that God will not reject a repentant heart. He heard your prayers. You can have 100% confidence in that. The second thing I want to do today is this. And I'm going to ask at the end of the service, we're going to have the opportunity to worship God in our giving. But at the end of the service, some of you have been struggling in your prayer life. You've been praying, but it's like exactly what I said, shared earlier. That it seems like the reception is just poor. Have you ran around your house before when someone's calling? We have a couple bad spots in our house. I'm raising my phone up like this, trying, yeah, can you hear me now? I've done it. I mean, I'm blurry. That's why we use this. Can you hear me now? Because I've done that piece of it. And if you feel like that, that's where you're at right now with your prayers. 
say, man, is God hearing my prayers? I want to pray with you today and believe that God is going to set you free this week because all of a sudden you're going to change your focus. You're going to start praying with greater faith than you've ever prayed before. And they're not going to be selfish prayers. They're going to be prayers according to His will. And watch what will happen in your life. How many believe that today? Okay, we have some people with faith because that's a faith question right there. How many believe? Amen. Amen. God's good. Thanks for listening to the South Coast Christian Podcast. We appreciate those who give on a regular basis to South Coast because through your giving, we are able to provide these resources. For more information about South Coast, including service times and ways to give, please visit southcoastchristian.com. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again, and may this week be filled with new opportunities where you can receive and share God's love.